G'day and welcome to Formula Bums. My name is Jacko and with me is my sworn enemy, Andy. Sworn enemy now, am I? I've decided to go for Mercedes. Oofed. That's a lie I haven't. Yeah, Max just won the championship and you love Max. I hate dominance. He's dominating the sport of Indy. They're right. It's boring and it's terrible. And when Lewis was dominating, it's different for some non-existent reason that everyone on the internet keeps yelling to me about. And that's that's been my experience online this week. Well, you know what? He's only won two. That means he can't win next year. If he wins next year, then it becomes boring and I won't be a Max fan anymore. Oh, Even right. though I've just spent 40 bucks on a fucking poster. Good looking poster. Celebrating his double world championship. Back to back, baby. We're going to preview Coda today, Circuit of the Americas. At some point. But we've got to start with the news first. So what news? It's been a slow news week. We're going to talk about what everyone's talking about. It's the only thing that's kind of happening in F1 at the moment, and that is the continued drama of the cost cap breach. So there's a few updates with that. It has been confirmed that Red Bull and Red Bull alone has breached the cost cap instead of two teams. It's one. And that... It was a minor breach. How much did Lawrence have to pay to say that he didn't breach it? Did he promise to take Lance out of the sport? Please tell me he promised to take Lance out of the sport. Do you know what? I completely forgot that they even it was Aston involved. I assumed it was a different <laughs> team, but no, nothing's been said about him. It It's come out that Red Bull has broken the cost cap by a minor amount and the internet has gone wild. We've seen some shocking behavior across the board. But it's a minor breach, which means it's under the $5 million. Catering, right? Well, that's been the big takeaway from this, is that Red Bull has kind of said, look, the way we've interpreted it is fine. Now, I don't know if they've actually made a direct statement saying it was all on catering. But from what the memes have been saying, it's a catering issue. Well, what I read was it was catering and accommodating for the team members who couldn't make it to certain Grand Prix and having to bring more people in. Yeah, lots of sick leave, parental leave and things like that. Essentially saying we're paying their wage and we're hiring a replacement for that essential role and that's costing us double for all those positions because we've got two people doing them, essentially. Which, as a Red Bull fan, I 100% believe. However, as as an F1 fan, they have absolutely broken some rules here because I don't think there's ever been an F1 team unless they're poor who's ever actually followed the rules to the letter. I've got two points to make on that. One, of course they are. It's a great sport. It's what the sport was built on. Cheating. Mm. And secondly, is it that is it that big of a deal or you know what? That's not true. It is a big deal and I'm not saying it's not a big deal but there is a large consensus that that should null and void Max Verstappen's championship for last year. So you mean by large consensus, Team Hell H? A good portion of it. There is, you know, the the diehard, unreasonable Lewis fans. And look, there's... Like Dave. Dave. If he was here, he'd be toasting Verstappen saying he's not a world champion, even though he won it this year with no asterisks. And honestly, the solution's fine. Here's your solution. Increase the cost cap by $5 million next year. But they've actually reduced it next year by $5 million. 
<laughs> it actually reduces next year. It does. It goes down to 140 instead of 145. Oh, it's 130 next year. 130. Jesus. It's reduced this year to like 135 or some shit. I'm or 140 or some crap. I don't know. I Look, it's a pain in the butt because I think there is a lot of uneducated people out there acting like they're masters on it. Now, you and I are not great at the technical stuff of this sport outside of the track. I thought you were about to say we're in with that group as well. Look, we're going to we're going to put our toes close as close to the line as we can without trying to come off as absolute wankers. So, if you are the FIA, what's your punishment here? What are you doing? 5 million re- well whatever they spent over reduction in next year's cost cap and $5 million fine outside the cost cap this year. Does that seem fair? It's not unfair. I think sell more okay. cans of Red Bull. You'll make the money back pretty quickly. And really, the issue is here. Red Bull and Mercedes have unlimited money when it comes to this sport. They can spend unfathomable amounts of cash developing these cars, paying their drivers and their staff. Yeah. And the cost cap was originally bought in to help the lower teams or the Povo ones to compete a little bit better. That being Haas, Williams, and then gradually all the teams in between. Yeah. If I'm in charge, I'd say that essentially this year you're paying whatever you're breached by. Yep. And I wouldn't even really touch next year personally. I would. But that's just that's that's my very two second take on it. Whatever at, you breach, you pay. Look at what happens in the NRL when our teams breach a salary cap. They then cop a salary cap penalty on their next years because there's no point penalizing them this year if they're under. You know what I mean? Like you know say, what? That's a very good point. Might as well punish them in the next one. It's like, well, you you fucked up here. Let's you don't fuck up here. Yep. You're in the clear. You can continue spending X amount of money. And if they continue to reduce the cost cap, it's almost like. A head start for Red Bulls. Like, well, I can't spend that much in next year anyway, so I'm, you know what, whatever. What you're essentially saying is it might be a sneaky favour. Could be. I'm not saying that, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just say anything. Bias and the FYA don't go together. And what's really interesting about that is you've had Mattia come out and essentially say the punishment must be transparent and severe. Now, this is a man who got away with putting steroids in his engine and none of us ever found out exactly how and why they did it. You've had Toto come out. But also, I think what has been forgotten in all of this is that F1 is a vehicle for political things as well. Yes. And these team principals, especially the big boy team principals, are playing characters a lot of the time. Yeah. And it's good drama. Like it is. It's made it interesting. Like without this, we wouldn't have an episode this week. Pretty no. much. This is going to be the major thing of what we're talking about. Yeah, we would have just been like, well, these are the track facts for Coda and see ya. And it's a good race. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm not super concerned. What I do want to kind of shift this conversation towards is the sluggishness that the FIA and the processes seem to have. And that's been the really frustrating part of this. They missed the original deadline for doing the announcement. It's been weeks. They've... Mm-hmm. Red Bull's handed over all the data. They've been caught. We know exactly what's happened. What is the FIA doing that is causing such a delay in deliberation and then decision and mediation to get the ball rolling? Every single person out there is kind of sitting here on their ass waiting to find out what the actual punishment is. Uh, Isn't the FIA in France? 
Yeah, that's a very good point. I think that explains it. <laughs> They're on lunch. <laughs> They're on lunch. They're on lunch. It's a, it's a long lunch today, boys. Can't check your work emails. But then, let's be serious, though. Like, I am. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's the frustrating part. <laughs> We know French people are hard workers. We just like to rip on them because they're really far away from us. Actually, we need to be nice to the French. That French lady followed us on Instagram. No, not that. I was going to say um, that we pissed off the French while well, our last prime minister did. Oh, we got to be nice to French people. We do. Look, Albo's trying to mend fences. We can't start wars because we're making fun of them. Yes, yeah, a very good point. Sorry, French people. Sorry, guys. Anyway, Make good submarines. <laughs> the best. But to take it back to a more serious point, you, when did the the season ended in what December last year? Yes. So how's it taken ten months to you know figure this shit out? Why isn't there an audit in January, and you know what's going on? Do you know that's an even better point? What what what, what is what is is January holiday month? February holiday month? Oh, there's testing at the end of February. We got to do that. We can't do the audits. Like how hard is it just to be like, all right, your job is literally at the end of the year. You take all these documents from the teams, you go through them, and by the end of January, we want to know who's cheated and who hasn't. And why I think that's a really good idea, man, is because we had journalists and teams come out being like, oh, yeah, they breached the cost cap. But if they knew all along, why are we finding out about it now? Because. It's it's a ridiculous sport. It's poorly organized. No one has any idea of what they're doing. The broadcast is shocking. Why do we even like this crap? I don't know anymore. I'll tell you why. Because cars go fast, man. They are the fastest cars. <laughs> and they look good. That's that's the big news. That's kind of our take on the cost cap, for anyone who was wondering. That's what we think. It's a big deal, but this whole thing just needs to relax a little bit, make a decision, and move on. And just be, like Matthias says, be transparent with it, but also be transparent with the Ferrari documents. Tell us how Ferrari cheated. Yeah. Please. And then also oh, confirm it because it's not even confirmed yet. We have to put a big blanket allegedly over that, even though it's pretty obvious they did because they went from having really quick cars to really slow cars within a week. And the FI even came out and said they weren't cheating, but their engine was not allowed. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, well, what were they doing? Let's be transparent with that as well. I know the only thing I can remember from that time in the, in the far past is that it was something to do with the sensors letting either air or fuel into the engine. That wasn't correct I or misleading. Know. I genuinely don't remember. Hey, all I remember was it was Co- it was actually Coda. It was Coda, it, and it was when Seb broke his suspension. And didn't that was also when they crashed into each other, Charles and Seb? Was that at Coda too? No, that was Interlagos. Oh, true, it was Interlagos where they hit each other. But he definitely, yeah, the bumps. We will talk about the bumps soon. We will talk about the bumps soon. But we should continue with the cost gap because there's one more piece of news that you forgot. Oh, I'm shocked that I've forgotten something. What have I forgotten? You forgot about what Toto said. Oh, yes. I well, love this. Toto has turned around and said that, all right, if you're just going to give them a fine for a minor breach, I guess Mercedes is going to breach it next year too. I'm cool with that. Yeah. But Mercedes needs to um, not do that. No, look. <laughs> it shouldn't be done. It shouldn't just be like, oh, it's a... Oh, what, $5 million fine? Oh, I can afford that with my uh, pocket money. I'm just going to pay it and breach the cap. Like, no. Yeah. Because you're also going to spend $7.5 million or under to be, well, it's probably less next year, actually, to be a minor breach. You know what I mean? 
Oh, wow. Okay. Because it's like 5% of the, the budget, which is 7.5 million last year, which yep. is why that number popped in my head. They were reducing the budget, like I said. So it's which probably going to be like 6 million next year. So what are you willing to pay six million over the cap and then a five million dollar or five million euro fine for two tenths of a second on a lap? Is that is that really worth it? And I look, I know I know I have a Red Bull bias, but we also don't know if that breach of the cost cap had any direct effect on the vehicle manufacturing. Chances are it probably did. Yeah, well, listen to old mate on that, the the ex Red Bull tech guy. Yes, he he's come out and said a lot of things like there's no there's no budget cap on powertrains, so why don't we build this front wing and powertrains? <laughs> you know, it's like helmet. How can you build a front wing? How's that powertrains? So, ah, you know. That's it. And let's be real, Ferrari, in order to get under the cost cap, sent a bunch of their engineers to Haas. And if you think they ain't sharing that information... Oh, no shit. They're in the same base, aren't they? They have an office in the base. It's not like, the same facility, but yes, they <laughs> there is a Ferrari section in the Haas Centre and there's a Haas Centre at Marinello. Yes, correct. Allegedly. As if, as if they're not sharing. A hundred percent. Let's move on to some more positive news. I say positive. Dominicali, the boss of F1. Yeah, Stefan Dominicali, isn't it? Yep. Or Stefano, I don't know. Stefano. Yeah, something like that has come out and said, no, 24 is going to be the max amount of races we ever do. One too many. One too many? Yeah. <laughs> I finally realized why you told me that three times this afternoon. Yeah. It's just clicked. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, did you see that, and I don't know how confirmed this is, this might be the buzz in me, but Saudi Arabia has come out and said, oh, we'd love to do more than one race. In fact, we'd like to do two a year. Uh, if, no you ask the, if you ask fan base, they'll be like, ah, I'm good. No, we're good. Don't, don't, we're good. We don't need Jetta, mate. No. We, we don't need Jetta. It's we not can, a good track. It's boring. It's dangerous. Watch any of the feeder series there. This year in F2 was the very first time there wasn't a severe incident on lap one. But don't worry, it happened on lap two. So stupid. Um, I'm happy that we're not going to go any more than 24 races. It's, it's too much. Now, stop cutting good tracks and putting shitty street circuits in shitty places. Yep. I'm happy for 20 brilliant tracks and that's it. You want 20 races. I think 20 is very manageable. I want 23. I'm I'm also okay with that. The whole reason I'm picking 20 is it's just a nice round number. That's it. That's See, I, all. I, I don't like round numbers. Fair enough. I think round numbers lead to potential mishaps. Why do you think there's always an odd number of people in Parliament? Why is there always an odd number of people on a jury? Oh, so you're essentially saying it could be tied. It could it could tie. But we need that extra we need it to be an odd number of races. So I have a question for you. What? It's twenty twenty five now. When Charles did, and Max. When did when do when do we shoot into the future? For this hypothetical question. Okay. They're tied. Yep. How do you tie break? An F1 title challenge. What's your tiebreaker? Who tie has breaker? the most wins over the season? But it's even. There's 20 races. They're dead even. 10 each. Yep. You need to come up with a solution. Super race. What the hell is a super race? Well, you ever heard of a super over in cricket? Oh, yes. Yeah. We have a one lap dash after the race. It's just them two. See, I was just going to say fist fight. Plain and simple. Well, Max would always win. Why do you think I said fist fight? 
Oh, I actually, you know what? I got a, I got a fucking hypothetical for you then. Okay. You have, you have to pick one. <laughs> Only one. Only one. You okay. have to choose someone to fist fight. You bare knuckle fit? For, no, from the two people I'm oh. about to say. I don't want to do that. You'll, you'll crush me. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton. Yep. Max Verstappen. And you can't take your max bias into it. You can you have to oh. be, you have to be equal here. Okay. Do you want to know my genuine honest answer? Yes. Max, because I think there's more glory in beating him. Because I think Lewis, like, could I beat Lewis physically? Yes. Could I deal with his emotional call out post on Instagram after I whoop his ass? No. Absolutely not. Max, on the other hand, we'd go toe to toe. Who knows who would win? But at the end of it, I know we'd sit down, have a drink, and say we did a good job each other. So 100% I'm fighting Max. Okay. I, that was not the take I took on that <laughs> question. I had to think really hard about this. Okay. Why? And well, also, first of all, I've got one question before you. Andy, why the fuck were you thinking about this before this question? Because I was on Rocket Power to Mohawk last okay, week. Okay. Gotcha. And I took his line of it. Because I paused it when I thought about it. I was like, who did I fight? So there's there's two options here. You could fight Lewis, and Lewis is really shredded. But so he, shredded. But he's vegan, so he's weak. He hasn't got the iron in him. <laughs> or you could fight Max. Max is podgy, but he's also got the eyes of a psycho killer. That's like what if I mean. He, if he wasn't a, a race car driver, there'd be 50 bodies buried in his kitchen. You know what I mean? Yeah, we know who his dad is. Yeah, exactly. So... Here's my strategy. I pick Lewis and I cover myself in ham, bacon, whatever I can. And he'll run away crying and I'll run away like, I won. That's great. And then you've got snacks. Yeah. To chase him down with afterwards. <laughs> you've got energy. They burn the energy. See, I, see, my approach was clearly like, if I win, then I've beaten Max Verstappen in the fight. And if I lose, Valhalla. Because <laughs> <laughs> he ain't letting me walk away. No. Ocon's lucky to still be walking. Oh, seriously, man. Like, if that was in supercars, they would have let it go. They would have let him fly. How good is it when supercars drivers fight? Nothing better. I've been actually going back and rewatching all the races after Bathurst. I'm I'm into it again. I love it's that. It's so good. It's just such a bogan white trash sport. It's better than NASCAR. Oh, it is. Yeah, because the racing is very interesting. It's a mix of sprints and all that crap. But honestly, man, I don't think we can keep talking about supercars because we caught ourselves the Formula bums. We'll save that for our other show. But supercars is a formula. <laughs> <laughs> it's a type of formula of racing. It's all right. We're changing the website. Super formula bums. We're talking about supercars. That's not a bad idea. Write that down. <laughs> Just write that down. <laughs> it's on the whiteboard. <laughs> uh, look, let's keep cracking through the news. Yeah, this is a, there is a bit more on the slow news day. Gene Haas. Has come out and said for Mick to be re-signed next year, he wants to see points. Has he seen what the car can do, though? Well, that was my thought. I was like, well, that's a little bit unfair. But then when you can compare it to what K-Mag can do on the right track, I don't think it's a crazy statement to say, hey, look, man, we really want you to convert one of these things. Hopefully, I mean, it, it feels like it could be a little bit of a setup to ease the way out to be like, well, we gave him a chance and he didn't do it. If there is a track that's specific for it and he's in a position to score points and then doesn't, I think it's fair enough. But if they both qualify 18th and 19th or 19th and 20th for the next till the end of the season, I don't think that's a fair marker. Do you know, it's contextual. Yeah. It is contextual. And it, it's not fair to blame Mick if 
there is he's trying for let's say he lunges down the inside at a hairpin and wheels and front wings touch and he has what has been happening to Magnuson and that front end plate gets broken and he gets a black and orange flag puts it back everyone complains about it only him for some reason I know right and then he gets sent to the back of the grid and he's in that horse he can't he can't fight like it's not fair to say Mick like you didn't get points we you, you had the opportunity it's like no well he was trying to get in the points he took the he took the risk and he's uh, penalizing him by taking his drive away. And is that Ayrton Senna quote? If you don't go, if you're a racing driver and you don't go for a gap that exists, you're not a racing driver. No, you're just a car driver. <laughs> you know, and if you do go for a gap that's never there, you're a Sydney driver. Hey, I had to drive through Sydney today and I went for gaps that weren't there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I nearly had three prangs and they weren't my fault. <laughs> and if you're wondering, Yes, it is a Commodore. <laughs> Actually, one of them wasn't even my fault, to be honest. So I'm coming up this... It was a really tight street, and cars parked on both sides because they're really dumb, and it's a two-way street. And I'm coming up. I'm charging through this corner because I'm late for work. And this red car that can't see it decides it's going to go around the corner from the opposite way, and we only had a head-on. Lovely. Love to see it. I'm going 40. They were going 60. Yeah, of course. It's Sydney, man. Because they're dumb. It's crazy In a there. 50K street. Oh, my God. That, that that's part of the harsh news. So there's an expectation for this young man. Boss man wants points. The other the flip side of this story though is we've got a bit of a uh, serial phone caller on our hands <laughs> at the moment. A, uh, He's worse than an ex that keeps messaging your friends. All right, so we can't explain why that's so funny to us, but Josh, if you ever hear this episode, get your eyebrows done. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone who's wondering, Andy's now under the table laughing. (laughs) But no, Nico Hulkenberg has been apparently calling Haas every day being like, I'm ready, I'm fit, I'm able, I've scored points. I finished fourth. That's my highest finish. That is his highest finish, fourth. And that is, in the cars he's driven, very well. Yeah, what was I watching the other night? I was watching something on Nico, and they're like, if you look at the years he was in Formula One, despite the the early Williams when it was, you know, it's still, you know, a Williams, he was in a Force India and a Renault. And over a course of 2014 to like 2019, 2018, sorry, three podiums, those teams scored. Yep. And the three podiums over both those teams scored by Sergio. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because Sergio is, despite what some people are into saying, I loved his interview, Sergio's interview the other day, being like, look, I've come out of one races and suddenly I don't win two races in a row and I'm apparently no good anymore. I love that dismissive interview he gave by essentially being like, shut up, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, he does. And if you think about it, Sergio's always been the king of tyre wear. Oh, he's great. That man can somehow get tyres to last. Same with Albon. Albon's good with tyres. You know who else is really good with tyres, even though he doesn't admit it? Lewis. Yeah. (laughs) Lewis. Oh, no, my tyres are dead sets the fastest lap of the race. Lewis is bloody incredible behind a wheel of a car. He's a liar. You can't believe a word that man says. <laughs> no, not when he's on the radio, you can't. Bono, my tyres are dead. Finishes with the fastest lap. 
Bono, we should retire the car. It's lap three and I'm in 19th place, finishes fourth. Bono, stop crying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we got to save the planet and stop using oil and engines and See, I agree with that point. On the back of a speedboat. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Man's a liar. Fair enough. Um, But no, Nico is desperate to come back into the sport. I'm desperate to have him back in this sport. I want him to go out on his own terms. I don't want him to his last race to be in an Aston Martin that sucked. Yeah, no, and although to be fair, that drive he did in Saudi Arabia this year, um, it was phenomenal. Like he goes from last to twelfth. That means he drive and kept Nicholas Latifi in twenty first in a twenty two car championship for longer than he really should have. And that points he scored, bit of a fluke. Yeah, bullshit points. I should strip him. <laughs> Find a way to strip the points off Latifi. Maybe Red Bull's going to cut off his lifetime to supply to get under this cost cap for next year. So <laughs> no more. Just back to Nutella sandwiches again, son. Other big news, though, that has kind of been, and I don't, I haven't got my head wrapped around this one as much as I have some of the other points. But Porsche has been knocked back from their application to join the sport as a manufacturer in 2026. That's the headline. Yes. From my understanding, the, this application was the one that was partnered up with Red Bull originally. Yes. And that's why I think it was denied because their original application that they put in with Red Bull, I mean, Red Bull's announced that they're not going ahead with the deal and Porsche said, well, we're not going to be working and taking over their powertrain department. Mm-hmm. My assumption is that that initial tender they put in was based on that deal and now that's fallen apart. The FIA just being slow at their processes. Finally got around to Finally got it. around to being like, no, mate, you can't come in if they're not willing yeah. to work with you. Audi, on the other hand, good to go. Yeah, well, it comes back to the way that the VW group was going to enter these two engine manufacturers into the sport. So Audi came out at the start and were like, no, we're going to build and develop our own engine. We are going to invest in it. We really want to make this work. And Porsche was just like, oh, we'll just buy an engine. Yeah. And the obvious one to buy was the Honda engine because Honda had basically pulled its funding, even though it was it's still supporting Red Bull through till 2025, isn't it? And then we'll probably come back in in 2026. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, I... um, It's shocking. I don't understand the thought processes that Honda is taking. I sort of do. So apparently there's been a change in management recently. Okay. So the old administration wanted to pull out and save money. The new administration sees what this engine's doing, sees what Red Bull's doing and is like, why do we pull out of this? That's, that's that's a cash cow right there. All we have to do is invest in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's clearly a good working relationship because yeah. that car is phenomenal. And they're still working with Red Bull to develop the engine. Like It's not like it's all Red Bull at the moment. The plan was for Red Bull to take over fully in 2026 and they're still running a HRC badge on the car. Yep. Have been all year. And last round it was replaced with a Honda because they're in Honda's homeland. And Honda still sponsor the Japanese Grand Prix. Like, why? Why? Why are you pulling out? Like, it doesn't make sense. You're right. No, I did hear the initial rumblings that they were they were pulling back from quite a bit of motorsport to focus on internal things. But hopefully, that change in management is going to lead to Honda sticking around. I feel like Honda will more than likely announce in the next few years that they'll be back as an engine manufacturer in 2026. I hope so because this sport needs new investment. 
and new money and new ideas and different things coming into it to keep it interesting. New teams. New teams, absolutely. So, actually, that's another little... Ford. No, I wasn't going to... Fuck no. Something popped up today that essentially Porsche is now talking to Ford. I think that's absolute horseshit. It was a very, very speculative. But I'm getting in now because if it happens, that's profit shit right there. No. Same Porsche and Ford pair up. No. <laughs> First of all, Porsche is such a... I don't want to say a decent and elegant car because they make the 911 and the 911s are... Stunning. I love them. They're like... They're like a disease on the road, to be honest. They just they just keep multiplying, and they're just it's a it's a 911 GT, a 911 GT2, a 911 Super Turbo GT, you know <laughs> GTR3. There you go. There's another one. There's another one. Fucking like there's 40 million GT, uh, 40 million 911s on the road, and to poor, but Porsche, other than the 911, great cars, great engines, and they want to team up with failed on our race days. Fix or repair daily (laughs) I can't think of the other one my dad had But Ford sucks (laughs) And I say this Having driven Fords I used to have a Ford Yes I know And I wrapped it around a tree Yeah you crashed it (laughs) (laughs) But it wasn't your fault Uh, Yeah (laughs) I won't say what happened (laughs) (laughs) Look I, um, I have no idea it, it popped up somewhere on the internet recently. you got to believe everything that pops up on the internet. Yeah, just like my mum. <laughs> no, you had a point to make. The point... Well, fuck, I forgot it now. Oh, yeah, Andretti. Andretti's still pushing for a 2024 entry. I think they need to be welcomed into the sport. Well, think of it like this. 20, actually, let's... Let's do a deep dive onto something else and then come back to Andretti. Okay. So Daniel Ricciardo. Yes. Has already said he's going to take a year off, probably go be the Mercedes reserve driver to hang around the paddock because he's not done with Formula One. However, he says he wants to be in a competitive car. Right? Yes. Okay. Right now there's two seats on the grid. It's Haas and Williams. Not competitive at all. The end of next year... Tell me what seats are going to be available that are competitive, and I'll give you every answer I can to shut that down. So I know Lewis is off contract in the next year. He's more than likely resigning with. Oh, Mercedes. without a doubt, I don't believe that one. No, Checo is on a two-year. Yes, is Carlos up next year? As Carlos well? is up next year. He's staying. I can't see Ferrari. I mean, I know I jokingly said Danny at Ferrari, but I'm not replacing Carlos no. with. Danny. I can't replace Carlos unless Carlos has a spectacular failure over the year next year. And look, that guy can drive, so he's not going to. Okay, let's move on. Who else is on a one-year deal? Yuki? Yuki will be up in the next year. Oh, I think it'll be a junior that moves into that team after Nick's had a year. I'd I say so. That's that's what the team is there for. Yes, I can't see um, Danny going into AlphaTauri. I know DeVries is on a one-year, but that still applies there. Yes. Who else is up? Well, I can't... I think Ocon's actually up at the end of next year. Okay, yep. But why would Alpine go with Danny with Danny wasn't good enough this year? Exactly. And there seems to be... Then it seems to be a problem with Alpine and Danny because of when Danny left and how Danny left. 
I think there's still... The French don't forget a slight. No. And it's a very respectable thing about them, but they really don't. And well. let's be real. I don't think another Aussie's getting a look in any of their seats anytime soon. They've had a bad run of Aussies. However, no, because their Alpine young driver, Jackie Doohan, they, they, they're probably going to invest everything into. I've seen this before. <laughs> I've also seen this before. And then he goes and fucks off to McLaren, right? Can you imagine if it happened three times oh, in a row? Mate, like, seriously. However, continuing on, Aston... Well, Fernando's locked up for two plus one. Yep. So two guaranteed plus his option for the third. Lance is a made man. We don't know when he'll lose that seat. He should have lost it two years ago. Yep. But he's still somehow there, so I can't see him not losing it. Well, it's, no, it's not going away. Because yeah. here's the thing. If they were going to take Danny, they would have taken him by now. Yeah. We moved down to Alfa Romeo. Valtteri's contract comes up, but Valtteri will probably re-sign. He's done wonders for that team. Yes. And he's happy there. Yes. Joe will probably get pushed out for Teo. I could see that happening. Unless Joe has a blind up, yes. Teo's coming into the sport. So that leaves two teams again. Which two? Arson Williams. <laughs> again. <laughs> so what you're saying is? So, to come back to my other point, if the 2024 is Danny's option and Andretti really wants to get it, why not put your feelers out to Danny now and be like, Danny, come be our marquee driver. You are an American at heart. Come be the heart and soul of Andretti Formula 1. And Andretti is a good racing team. And everyone on the paddock says they want Danny still in the, still in the sport. Everyone does. Even Zach Brown, who has denied us of having big dick Danny Rick on the goddamn grid next year, has said... While I can't have friendship come into my decisions for drivers, I still want Danny to be on the grid. And really, that's a huge mark of respect from a team principal by being like, I love this man, but my business can't allow me to continue this way. Exactly. And that's the call you got to make. Yeah. And S- we've had Lewis come out and say he wants to be racing Danny. I feel like if... Max and- loved him. Max loves him. Doesn't love him. It loves him. Loves him. Right. Pierre loves him. I him and Nico were great teammates. I can't think of a single person on the grid who does not like Daniel Ricciardo. I really can't. Maybe Lance Stroll, but he can fuck off. Oh, do you know what? I genuinely think that Lance is like, man, if I was cool like him. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know, right? He's like, man, I wish I was more like him. Man, I wish I had a personality like him. I don't think it's a crazy idea. I think it's the best way for Andretti to market themselves. It's like, look, we've got Danny. Danny's willing to come. Give us a chance. I feel like that would sway every team. Christian would jump on board. 100%. 100%. Zach's already on board. I can't imagine there's too many other teams that wouldn't jump on board. Even Gene would come around, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you could get... Andretti on the grid if you market it with Danny as the lead driver. And that's the only option I can see for Danny to get back, but we need to get that Andretti confirmed. And the best way to do it is be like, well, we'll take Danny and we'll pay him 20 million to fucking do it. Imagine taking Danny and Colton into your first season. Mate. That's how you do it. Well, Colton needs to get his super license points up. Honestly, with the debacle with his super super points this year, it wouldn't surprise me if... There is a concerted effort over the next two years 
of focusing certain. him specifically to get that super license. That's if he really wants it, though. Like, if he's 100% keen, I don't want him to come in 80% keen. It's like, oh, that'd be cool to drive. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... I think if Andretti looks at him to be like, do you want to race alongside Daniel Ricciardo? We will bring you in as a foundation member of this team. That's saying 100% to me. Yeah. Clearly, there's an interest from him. Yes. And I, I, it seems like it, but there's also interest from Pato Award and stuff. What I really hope is that when Andretti, I'm saying when, because I really want them in this sport. I just want another team on the grid. Yeah. 22 we, would be perfect. I mean, my ideal number was 24, just because I think it's very exciting. Then we could have Pay Driver Inc. <laughs> Send Lance and someone there. <laughs> Lance and Nikki. Oh. R.I.P. Latifi, shout out to your family. That's in regards to his career, at least. Yep. He's not dead, but he's not driving no more. And he won't be driving there any ever again, I don't think. No, I doubt it. I doubt it. I can't see him coming back. There was another spotting of Michael Massey over the weekend, too. Where was he at this time? He was at the... Phillip Island. Phillip Island for the MotoGP. Yep. Great track, too, Phillip Island. Absolute great track. I'm just glad he's out of witness protection after last year. <laughs> oh, seriously? That man got put through the absolute ringer for a lot of the decisions the stewards made. And you know what? Looking back after Monza, he made the right call. Yeah. He made the right call. Like, yeah, it seems wrong, but it sucked when it finished under the safety car. Yeah. Did, didn't it? It was boring. It sucked. Once you realized it was going to happen and the two nerds in there went, yep, let's finish under safety car. It's like, no. That's not what we're here for. Massey just barricades himself in race control. It's like, I'll do it again. <laughs> I'll fucking do it again. Speaking of safety car things, because I've been going back and watching the V8s from start to finish. Yep. Race two, Sydney. Scafey comes out and says, oh, no, we like to finish racing, not like some of our international counterparts. And Fantastic. I'm just like, I don't know exactly what he's referring to, but that's got to be an F1 dig. That has to be a dig. Because we're the only ones who can't run a race properly. Every other sport has found a way to make it very interesting. And finish it. Under yep. green flag conditions. Yep. And we've already spoken about the NASCAR car idea that we support. Which is probably the best one to do, I feel. Like the, the green-white checker is such a good idea. Yep, I agree. So, I've got one more piece of news that will transition us nicely into our preview for Coda this year. Oh, shit, yeah. We've got to do Coda, hey. Yeah, that's what we're here we've for. We've done... Oh, wow. That, that, I thought this was going to be a short one. Every time we come in with a short one... We decide it's time to bust off the old terrible stand-up routines <laughs> and we waste time. <laughs> That's true. So, the owners of Coda, whoever runs that track, have come out and said that, look, last year we were not prepared for the sheer popularity of this sport and the people attending. So, they've doubled the amount of shuttles and I think they're also doubling the amount of food and beverage stalls across the track. And you know what this is thanks to? Drive to Survive. Yeah, your favourite show. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen like, Two episodes. I thought you watched the first season. I did. I first did season watch the whole was season. good. First season was brilliant. And then they went, ah, oh, drama. Let's make this into a Game of Thrones. Look, here is my entire review for all the seasons of Drive to Survive. Wise words of Kimmy. The first one was all right. The rest of it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm happy with that. We have had so many reports this year of fans and spectators essentially being like, we, there was nowhere to get water. You can't bring anything into the track. You would miss whole sessions lining up for a bottle of water. We couldn't get there. We waited hours in and out. I'm glad that Kota is going, you know what? 
we're not doing that here. It's supposed to be about the fans' enjoyment. We're going to fix it. Also, it's America. Go big or go home. And they're going to. And look, do you know what? I am glad that America is kind of leading the way to be like, no, we're fixing this. We need to be better at looking after the people who spend a lot of money. Like two fucking grand or some shit. Yeah. Tickets or, are very expensive. Or if you go to Miami, it's 25 grand. Yeah, that's what this Florida, bro. <laughs> this is what Fuck you get. Miami. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that, but let's talk about Coda. Give us some track facts, mate. Tell us all about Coda. Uh, it's in Austin, Texas. Nice. And that's it. We'll see you next week. Circuit <laughs> <laughs> uh, of the Americas. Yep. 5.513 kilometers long, 56 laps. A right-hand side of the... Oh, pole position's on the right-hand side of the track. I was like, what the fuck? Right-hand side on the track. What's that mean? Yeah. Uh, lap record, 139.347, held by Sebastian Vettel from 2012. Nice. Fastest lap, 132.237, Lewis Hamilton, 2018. <laughs> Bit of a difference. Yep. Uh, 59% of the lap, they're at full throttle. So it's a quick track. It's a great track. Apparently, there's 66 gear changes per lap. So Crofty's going to say there's 130 gear changes a lap. Honestly, at this point, I'd rather block a commentate F1. Oh, mate, that'd be great. Well, I think if uh, if he wants to win, he needs to be in first position. Thanks, Block. This <laughs> <laughs> is the best football club. For anyone who doesn't know, Blocker is an ex- NRL player from back in the day where they all got smacked in the head. And I tell you what, it shows. <laughs> it really does. It shows. That man is uh oh boy. He uh, just states very... You know what? He's actually better than... He's better than anyone on Channel 9, that's for sure. Well, he's also better than Crofty because Blocker will just tell you the rules. He'll say... Well, that's a stiffy. <laughs> <laughs> that's an old-fashioned stiffy. Is <laughs> 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 one of the best... <laughs> Best best calls of all time. Unfortunately, there was an absolutely heinous coat hanger in a game of NRL recently. And Blocker had probably been asleep in the commentary box for about 35 minutes. He wakes up as one of the commentators is saying that this is a terrible, you know, what a disgusting shot. It has no place in our game. And Blocker just looks at everyone and goes, well, that's an old-fashioned stiffy, isn't it? <laughs> and the other co-commentator can't, can, like, they can't control themselves. No, he's bursting out laughing. The, the Funnily po- enough, another Ford. Yeah. <laughs> another front rower. Uh, no, Ennis was a hooker. They're out the front. Yeah, but they're not getting hit in the head by fr- like front rowers do. Oh, Heidi hit him in the head a few times. That was the only person he ever punched, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> yep, <laughs> the only person. Look, if you want to hear more about our stupid football talks, there'll be a new podcast in the next year. Yeah, we're going to... I guess we talk about it now. That's the track facts for Coda. Well... The only other thing I want to say is Coda's sick and has lots of bumps on it. it. It's a bumpy track. It's a very bumpy track. So much so that it snaps Seb Sebastian. <laughs> not Seb Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> Seb suspension <laughs> a couple of years ago. Broke it. Yep. It's um, oh, it's it's unreal. They put on an awesome show. The drivers love it. Everyone dresses up in cowboy gear. It, it's a bit Danny of a just turns up dressed as Danny Rick. It's the first time he can be truly himself anywhere. He goes out and shoots guns and doesn't wear a shirt and drinks heaps of beer. Yep. He'll be able to do a lot of that next year. <laughs> doesn't have to drive. Nope. Uh, not a huge amount. There's not a much controversy at Coda. It's normally just a really good race. Yeah, and it's, it's a technical section plus long straight bits. So that usually equals good racing. Well, like, here's how good of a track it is. NASCAR races on it. 
Yeah, they, they only go have, in circles. <laughs> and they don't have track limits except for one, one corner. corner. <laughs> it's the best because you can drive anywhere you want except for one corner where you have to actually go around it properly. Yep. And I tell you what, they just drive wherever the hell they want for about three hours. It's also a left-hander, I'm pretty sure. Well, it's the it's one it's a left hander that they have to keep in the limits. So those cars are really good at that. Yeah, well obviously you turning it right, them. there's the issue. Well that's why they're like, Don't worry about it. Just get to this corner, go around it, we'll call it a day. Yep. The championship's already decided, so we can't even speculate on what we think will happen in regards to the rest of the season. We already know. Max yeah, Max wins. It's Max now wins. down to the constructors championship, which you hate. Look, I may have said something once or twice. But now it's the only championship still open, and it probably it, is. Won't, it won't be open for long. <laughs> no, no, it's Red Bull. <laughs> it's Red Bull's going to be Red Bull. Red Bull. I got this really funny feeling. It's going to be Red Bull. You might be some sort of like wizard or something. Yeah, yeah. Like Reese, when he's here, has his prophecies. I think this is just that's sorcery, man. I don't know where you pulled that from. Some eldritch beast has fed you knowledge. I got a stone tablet down from all the heavens one day. It said Red Bull 2022 World Champions. Oh, we Champions. Really? So both. That's cool, because mine are made out of gold. Ah. <laughs> That's a deep cut Mormon joke <laughs> from, <laughs> from, from semi-rural Australia. <laughs> uh, anything else you kind of want to add about Coda? Can we see prangs? We're in America. They're the king of prangs. Oh, absolutely, man. We'll see some. Well, I mean, Lance and Nicholas are still on the, the field. Oh, there's, there's a crash there. A useless, avoidable crash probably as well. Other things to talk about. It's Kimmy's birthday either today or Happy yesterday birthday. or tomorrow. Best driver in the world. One of the best. Are they best? Best media presenting driver I've ever seen. Could you imagine if you had 20 Kimmys on the grid? Just think about the media press. What happened? Ah. But here's <laughs> the thing. Wouldn't the sport be so much better oh, if own. people were just like not getting involved? No, Leave me alone. I'm here to drive. Watch the, What's watch the, the car. It's like one of the best Spotify bios I've ever seen for a band was just listen to the fucking music. That was it. That's <laughs> good. good. Let uh, us talk about our, our future plans. So we want to launch a second podcast next year. What we've realized is that this is an F1 show. And we talk about everything, including F1, but more so the other shit. The other sports. And... What we want to do is, we still want to do this. This is the reason why we started podcasting. We, we love this sport. But we also realize that maybe people who don't like other sports and only watch F1 aren't really getting what they want from Formula Bums at the moment. So we're going to launch sort of like a multi-sport podcast starting next year where it's Andy and I and a couple of our mates talking about everything we've watched that week in regard to sports. Which is a lot for me. It's a lot for you. It's a bunch for me. We both have different tastes. It'll be a mix of ice hockey and basketball, both US and Australian. Tennis, probably not going to make the cut. I'm not going to uh, lie. Golf, golf. Golf's not going to make the cut. Sports, not activities. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good way to put <laughs> it. You talk about sports, not activities. However, we will talk about synchronized swimming. Very. And beach volleyball, but female beach volleyball. <laughs> 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 Got the reaction I wanted. <laughs> so, if anyone, you can't see what we're happening. Andy's partner has just walked in for the first time. We've been recording this afternoon. Andy's looked at dead in the eyes and gone, yeah, nah, female beach volleyball. And <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to invite everyone to Andy's funeral. It'll be held in about two and a half weeks. Um, it'll be an open casket. You can kiss what's left of him. Uh, but that that's our plan. We like 
Turns out we just love talking about sport and trying to keep ourselves hemmed into F1 with the fact that there's so much else we watch has been really difficult. Yes. So we're hoping, and the term I want to use is value for money, not that this costs anyone, and we don't want this to ever cost anyone, but... No, fuck it. Subscribe to our Patreon whenever we make it. Oh, of course, <laughs> but that's voluntary. We never want to ever be behind a paywall for our for our normal content. Okay. Um, ads, though, that's a different story. Yeah, listen to <laughs> all, all of them and click on them. Yep. That's how we get money one day. Exactly. But not now, so enjoy the free ones. Yes, please. <laughs> and we love making them. So hopefully coming next year, we're, we're workshopping through some names at the moment. We don't have any, any solid dates. But if you like what we do for Formula One and you want to hear us kind of just take a more shit-stirry approach to general sports that kind of talk about anything, that's what we'll be doing next year as well. Yep. Shall we do our predictions, though? All right. I bet Max wins. Yeah, it's a, it's a, good, it's a good bet. It's a solid strategy. I mean, he wins everything at the moment. I know, right? It's ridiculous. Oh, actually, are there any engine penalties? No one, no, we wouldn't know. No one's announced anything yet. We no. might see an engine penalty or two, but I doubt it. Who knows? I mean, there's a long straight. You want speed. Maybe the people will take it as strategic to try and boost their championship. I don't know. You know, at this one, it doesn't matter. Max has already run, really. Yeah, but the minor places matter. Oh, of course, yeah. If you if you finish in the top three, you actually have to appear at the FYA awards dinner. Right. That is actually a thing, and I don't think Lewis appeared last year. No, however, and Kimmy hated it. Kimmy hated it. He like enough. he. I think there was a time where he was like, "Oh, I'll just put it in." F- oh, I came fourth. Fuck, I can't go to the awards dinner. I guess I will, mate. That's how you do it. That's really how you do it. <laughs> That's how you do it. Just skip it. <laughs> just, just like what take it and skip. It's the famous the interview with Jeremy Clarkson where he's there talking to Kimmy. He's like, "Oh, Kimmy, do you ever like you're sitting there and you're driving along and you're like, oh, nah." Oh, brake failure. I, I can only brake. Oh, I'm in fourth now. Shit, I can't go to the podium. Oh, that's fine. No rose water for me. I can go drink alcohol. And, <laughs> and then we guess Kimmy was like, oh, yeah, all the time. And Kimmy just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a yes for Kimmy. If he <laughs> laughs, he's agreeing with you. So give us your actual predictions. Give us your top five. Max Checo, Charles, George, and... Can I say George twice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I nah. could use a catch-up. Nah. <laughs> I could use a catch-up. Fernando, fuck it. I'd Unless his engine blows up, then it'll be Ocon. Tell you what, though. Alpine will do well at this track. They have a very fast car on the straights. That's why I think. You know who else would be, do really well down the back straight? Williams. Yeah, because they've got no downforce. <laughs> no downforce. As soon as they put the brake on, they're off the track. Yep. So, Nicholas in the wall. That's my other prediction. <laughs> he's going down the the back straight and he slams the brakes on the brake. The car slips out and he goes ass first into the wall. Here's my prediction for and you. And many people laugh. <laughs> Here's my some Someone's just like, can't park there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Give him the good old classic. That that fellow with the megaphone at Silverstone. After someone's had a massive crash in front of him. It was Stroll. Stroll, yeah. You can't park there. <laughs> uh, classic. <laughs> um, for me, I'm going to go the Red Bull 1-2. I, I don't think anyone's coming close to them at the moment. You know what? It wouldn't shock me if Team Orders come into it and they swap Max and Checo so that Checo can get a lead into second. Because they're saying they're prioritizing Checo to second and the Constructors' Championship. So you're going to swap your uh, first two around? Fuck no. Okay, <laughs> so I am going to then. I'm going to say that Checo first, Max second, Charles then Carlos, three yep. and four. I just, I that Mercedes 
I don't think is going to perform as well on this track as others, especially with the bumps. Okay, yeah, I yep. didn't think of that, but I still think George will get fourth. <laughs> you know what? I'm regretting not putting him in there, but my, my fifth is Ocon. Ew. I know. Ew. I know. I want to, but every time I say Fernando, his car explodes. Yeah, don't say that. I got Nando. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to say Ocon just because I think it's the next best car. Actually, no, screw it. I'm not saying Ocon. Number five, Daniel Ricciardo. Hell yeah, America, baby. Fuck yeah, guns, eagles. You are going to be so disappointed. (laughs) He's coming 16th and we know it. Oh, this is weird. My headphones. Can't hear any noise in my headphones. Daniel Ricciardo, fifth. Massive. Massive dick. (laughs) 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 Fucking hell. All right. Shall we wrap this bad boy up? Yeah, probably been going for nearly an hour now. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Uh, Again, our website's live. Andy's got two articles up on there. I've got one up on there. We like to think that we've taken a slightly different approach to our recording personalities to how we've written. Slightly different. Andy is incredibly informative and a lot of mine is just heckling saying go read what Andy's written then come back and laugh at my jokes. Yeah. If you haven't already, that's where we would like people to start leaving reviews. I mean, leave a review wherever you can, but again, if you rate us five stars, we will read whatever you say on there as long as it is broadcastable. Yeah, don't drop C-bombs everywhere. No C-bombs, nothing racist. If if it's nothing able, homophobic either. Nothing like that. If it If it's clean and funny, we will read whatever you put in there. I think Renee's probably going to take hers down. She can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, the tipping form's up too. Yeah, I think I updated it. I Excellent. Can't so put some tips in, please. Get involved in this conversation, considering our other two hosts are, I think they're disqualified. Well, I mean, at this point. <laughs> I'm disqualifying be- them. They're not there. Oh, I claim second place. Hell yeah. And Have we been asking them to turn up, though? Yeah. Yeah, well, I forgot. I didn't ask Dave. Oh, it's Monday. We always do it Monday, except for all the times we don't do it Monday. Yeah, we do it Tuesday. <laughs> That's a good point. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, guys. We will see you next week for the review of Coda. Hopefully, it's a brilliant race. And if you're excited, stick with us because we'll have a new show out next year as well. See awesome. ya. Bye.